I'm Tim Burrows. When Gay Leroy took charge of the IAB in late 2018, at the time it was a, something of a low ebb. Her predecessor, Vijay Solanki, hadn't lasted very long, and perhaps the stakeholder management of running an industry membership body isn't for everyone. Gay got the IAB back on track. Recently, it marked 18 years in existence locally. In today's conversation, we talk about what 2024 holds for the digital industry. Gay, you became CEO of the IAB in 2018. Now, the IAB is one of very few industry bodies that I can think of, which is stronger now than it was five years ago. What what strategy did you propose to the board back then and how did that unfold? Oh, that's very nice of you to say, Tim. I think, um, I mean, it was an interesting recruitment process. Like I was already been, had already been involved with the IB um, as a research director when I was publisher side, so I was very close to it, so I understood the beast very well. Um, I think the big shift that came in market that um, helped me with my, my journey to become CEO was um, and this sounds weird, but there was a higher level of scrutiny on digital advertising. So we're going from a a market that was all around growing share, um, you know, making sure that share of spend in digital, digital advertising was increasing to it was a fairly big beast. People were questioning um, regulation, rules, governance, compliance, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, so for me to be able to say, um, look, I'm coming in, I understand the mechanics, um, I'm credible, I think is the thing that was probably my my winning word that I used in terms of um, I wasn't likely to um, go out to market um, spruiking without evidence. So that was, that was, a, it, was a, it was a long process and we have a, a very interesting board and membership base with very different players, um, but I think that's the one thing that resonated and helped my appointment. I see it as, I guess, promoting, protecting, and most importantly, providing confidence for the buy side to invest. So there's, there's a few roles there, but you're right, that sort of just marketing role of um, attracting advertisers. Now that digital is about 70% of the paid ad market, um, you know, that's not our primary focus. It's more making sure that infrastructure's in place. People are very clear on the rules and the guidelines and how to make the most of it. So that's, you know, all of that sounds a bit um, not depressing but hardcore. Um, but making the most of it also involves, you know, the best creative, the best market mix. So I guess that's where the interesting bits come in. Um, and it's made, I think, agencies and advertisers become a lot closer to us because it's really around optimising their investments. It's, it's a body which as we say, sort of started life as uh, out of the US, but then into Australia um, a little bit over 18 years ago now. Um, when the IAB kind of came along 18 years ago, what were the key issues for it then? And what do you see as the key issues now? So some of the same. So definitely when it started, it was a tiny part of the market. So digital advertising um, was just under 5% of investment. Um, it was a very different mix of players, uh, but still quite a consolidated market. Um, so the, you know, the role of promoting the industry is still there, though not the primary focus. 
Um, the role of standards and guidelines, if you think about one of the first things the IB did in the, in the US, it was really around helping to coordinate what size a banner should be, like really simple things that made it easier uh, for people to invest. And that role's still really strong. So, you know, um, every time a new format comes out, every time there's a different way of passing data, making sure that there's some rules um, to make it not only the right thing to do, but make it easier for that efficiency um, that people can run campaigns across a whole lot of different environments. And IB so is, um, so it's a global network. Um, so there's 45 different IBs around the world, and there's also one global standards body called IB Tech Lab. Uh, and they're the you know the geeks who sit down and actually work out all the specs, making sure things can can operate. Um, and and if you can think about now that digital advertising is audio, it's video, it's gaming, it's everything else, um, making sure those standards are in place for all those formats, um, you know, is incredibly important. Well, um, we'll, I think we'll we'll drill more into kind of the international side um, a little bit later as well. Um, Now, one of the things which strikes me about something like the IAB or any industry body is there are a lot of stakeholders. Um, What don't people understand from the outside about what that means about your role? So what I don't think is clear enough, and hopefully I'll sort of yell this to the over the rooftops, but because the IAB has got such a mixed board and stakeholder group, when we agree on something, it's so powerful. Um, it means you've got the whole industry coming together, people who don't always play nicely, agreeing on something for the good of the industry. So there will always be different issues they don't agree on, but when they do, it's incredibly powerful. Um, so I think someone looking outside, I often get comments that it must be hard, herding cats, all that side of things, but they probably don't see the level of agreement on some of the core issues um, that do come through. So does that mean from your point point of view, the um, I wasn't going to use the herding cats analogy, but yeah, that sort of um, makes sense. Um, does it mean that someone in your role do you basically have to be nice to everyone or do you actually have to have some tough conversations to make stuff happen and to, to knock heads together? Um, I'd say I have to have trusted relationships with a lot of people. Um, so then when those hard conversations come, um, they understand it's not, um, you know, from any reason of, you know, power grabbing. It's, you know, genuinely what we think is the best for the industry. Um, but look, we try to be as collaborative as possible, um, both with our own stakeholders, but other industry bodies, um, trade media. Um, so there is a certain amount of playing nice, um, but you know, it's not in a fake way. It's uh, making sure that we understand everyone's point of view and then work out, you know, and sometimes it is a compromise, what the best compromise is, is for the market. How do you think your approach differs to that of your predecessor, um, Vijay Solanke? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, Vijay and I couldn't be more different, but um, got on incredibly well. Um, So Vijay was very much about the sell and the marketing. He's a marketer. um, And at that point at the IAB, you know, really showcasing um, that digital was, um, you know, solid, um, a great investment area. If you remember back to that era, there was a lot of, uh, it was the early days of um, Think TV, 
uh, Ritson didn't like digital at that point, even though he denies that at this point. So it was a real role to actually, I guess, um, make a bit of a bit of a fuss over digital being a, a valid investment option. Um, that's really changed over the last five years, and you know, so I'm I have a lot easier conversations, you know, with Kim Portrait at Think TV or with the CRA uh, because our role, I guess, has a lot more to do with making sure their lives are also easier. Um, you know, they've all got increasing digital components of their ecosystems and that deep technical knowledge that the IAB has within our, our small team, um, they don't necessarily have. So understanding, you know, data, privacy, um, you know, we've got that deep local and global expertise. One of the things that strikes me is that um, you – you've not just built a community, but a whole series of communities. You know, I've been along to quite a few of um, uh, the events, even over the last couple of years since since COVID. And it strikes me that, you know, the group of people are in the room for the, the Measure Up conference, which is obviously about industry metrics versus the people who are in the room for the Audio Summit, for instance. Very different groups. Do you, how do you actually... What am I trying to ask? What's your philosophy when it comes to community building, communities building? Because it just feels like that's a really kind of central thing that's going on there. It is, and it's it's one I think about a lot in terms of are we stretching ourselves too thin? So we have 13 different working groups. And uh, I guess there's two layers to it. Some of it's sort of the vertical different format, so making sure that you know when retail media starts becoming a thing, our members will come to us and say we really need some. Um, normally, it starts with definitions, standards, a guideline, some of that basic side of things, versus the role type element. So whether it's a measurement person or a adops person, um, I, I love the role type element because I think unless you get buy-in on um, standards, on ways of operating, right through from you know CEO level right to the people on the floor, um, you know building campaigns. Um, it doesn't work properly. So um, I, I do love the community element and I love that um, I've been trying to, maybe the creative people in the audience can, can um, find a better way of wording this, but, um, you know, I, I see the IAB as, um, you know, people have had their first experience often with the IAB. So whether it be on a, a working group or pretty much every event, we have someone on a panel for the first time, new board directors, and I love I love that so much that we can give a, um, and maybe it's not a safe space, but a, an encouraging environment for people to, um, you know, have that first, you know, find their voice in the market. And then um, you, you, you also often offer training as well. How do you think about that? Yeah, so a training and mentorship. So um, training is a hard, <laughs> a hard thing to do to provide and build great training. But we've tried to roll out a few programs that this year. Um, so there's the more formal training, but I think most of our documents, our events, you know, have that education element. Our podcast, all the stuff. So we, I really think about training right through from informal to formal training. Okay, and one of the things you've launched recently is the sort of the, the, the basics of retail media. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, retail media is, you know, for, for 2023, it was the definitely the, the big theme. 
um, and just aligning people on, you know, what the ecosystem looks like, um, you know, uh, definitions, how things operate. Um, it's obviously something we'll have to update quite regularly as that market continues to evolve. Um, that it has been interesting, and Tim, I know you know from your um, retail media event, there's a lot of different takes on what retail media is. Um, so it's been really interesting having those discussions, and I think that's where the power of those working groups and those communities, you know, getting 15 people in a room, um, everyone having their own opinion on, on what everything is and coming to an agreed area. Um, is really powerful. Yes, I noticed you, you published your um, uh, annual report late in 2023, and I noticed that most of your new members uh, tended to kind of float out of the retail media space. So it was definitely, I guess, the growth area last year. Yeah, and the year before that, it was really programmatic out of home, and the year before that, you know, so each year there's a, there's a new area, um, you know, gaming, um, so trying to... Um, I guess it's it's making sure we've got um, those new areas uh, with information for buy and sell side, uh, but it's also how they fit in with the rest of the digital ecosystem. So making sure if there's market mix models, if there's cross-programmatic, omni-channel programmatic buys, that all those areas um, are viewed in a holistic way. Hey, and I suppose that does raise the question, the uh, the crystal ball, what is the next hot sector then? I don't know. I feel like retail media has still got a way to go in terms of the shape and size and the players there. Um, gaming's an interesting one. It sort of, you know, hovers. Um, there's a little bit more heat in that space, particularly with Microsoft getting uh, more involved. Uh, so I'm, I'd like to think gaming sort of pops up a bit. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see, Tim. I'd, I'd love to know because then I'd... Um, I'd look at your media investment index and, and make some make some um, decisions there. <laughs> now, something you did touch on is the fact that the IAB is one of, I think you said, 45 around the world. Um, how much, other than with the sort of tech lab, the standard setting, how much do you actually follow the lead or connect with the other IABs around the world? Yeah, we have a, we have a pretty solid network. So physically we get together once a year, um, which is fantastic. Each market has its own flavor. So uh, because we sort of license the brand, we follow certain rules, but everyone creates their own their own version depending on what their board wants. Um, it does worry me that um, we tend to have a lot more in common with um, the Commonwealth countries. Uh, so we do a lot with Canada, a lot with the UK, um, you know, there's really similar markets, though we're definitely across some of the more, um, you know, the, the different markets. So IAB Mexico is brilliant at creative. Um, you've got, you know, marketplaces and the whole e-commerce in Southeast Asia. So we're pretty lucky we can jump into interesting areas and um, grab what we think is interesting and, and leave, it, leave it if it isn't suitable for this market. And interesting because the the only other ones conference I've been to is the one in the US. It's interesting you didn't mention the US in that list. Yeah, look, the US it definitely. I mean, they 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 lead. They're the biggest retail media. Definitely, they've been the the, the driving force. Uh, but I think on a day to day basis, in terms of the challenges that a um, small trade body has, um, you know, the the UK and Canada have similar challenges. I always think trade bodies are a little bit like trade media, Tim. You sort of 
trying to do all this big thinking, but at the end of the day, you're running this small business and running around trying to do way too much for way too many people. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating to see what's big in South America, what's happening in Turkey. You know, there's obviously political issues across the world that impact, um, you know, different, different chapters as well. So it's, um, it's my, my favourite thing to catch up with my colleagues overseas. And you mentioned it's a relatively small team. I think I counted seven faces in your uh, in your annual report. Um, what is the uh, financial state of the IAB locally? How how big is it? What's your what's your annual turnover, for instance? Yeah, look, it's 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 healthy. We've done a lot. We've had a lot of investments over the last couple of years, so we had a very healthy bank balance, which we've. You know, chipped into a little bit, which is the right thing for a trade body not to to just sit on a big chunk of money. Um, so, last couple of years, we've done a, a large investment in education and training, um, as well as a lot more in the policy area, which has been an essential with the amount of seemingly weekly government reports looking into different areas. So, a very healthy state. We have a hundred, nearly hundred and eighty financial members um, of the organisation. Um, so. Very healthy state, Jim. And I know you're pro-transparency. Are you allowed to say what the actual turnover is? Look, I'll, it's around two million a year. I don't think there's any issue with that. So it's um, you know for um, what we do, um, it's a pretty modest investment. There's there's no um, fat in the budget, unfortunately. So it's um, you know we hire people. You know you can see from our team, we hire senior people who have come from industry and can run their own function well. So it would be almost impossible for me to do my job without people who are, you know, like someone like uh, Jonas Yanomaji, who is, you know, deep tech specialist, um, Sarah Walladen, who runs policy, Nat Stanbury, who has got the measurement side of things, people who are, you know, senior and can run their own game and have their own credibility in market. Now, something we do have to talk about <laughs> is the industry pantomime of which you were the brains of the operation. This was um, late last year, as is the Christmas tradition, Adi Lala and the Mood Tea Thieves, which on paper just shouldn't have worked. But wow, it's, it's coming back bigger next year, isn't it? What a fun night. Hopefully it'll come back next year. At the moment I can't, you know, uh, it's, still, it's still raw even after a few months. So for people who didn't, it wasn't on their radar, tell me about it. The starting point was um, Chris Friel, who was the um, CEO of Unlimited, um, just just wrapping up his role, um, runs a million different fantastic fundraising events, but they tend to steer towards sporting events. Um, being an arts lover, I've been on at him to do something in the arts field for a long time, and, and he quite rightly said, well, put it back on me. What would you like to do? Um, and I guess it bubbled up over a few months of we need a laugh, we need to have some fun, it's been really tough. And um, our industry is, is is full of people from the UK market who are, you know, very fond and familiar of a pantomime. Um, and it, it sort of got away from us and became a thing um, before we, before we realised it. Um, it was almost therapy for me. So I've been in, you know, this... In, in, in digital advertising since about 98, uh, publisher side, industry side, all of it. Um, and, you know, again, it's a bit like trade media having this sort of helicopter view of, of what's going on. 
Um, so writing writing a script that um, had all the good and the bad pieces um, was was actually a delight. Then the reality of putting on a show at a professional theatre hit. Um, so it was a lot of work, Tim, but I'm really glad people enjoyed it. I, I heard a rumour that there was a line referring to a white Christmas at Mumbrella that was struck from the script at the last moment. Can you confirm or deny? There was a lot of different versions of the um, of the script, so we wanted to make sure it was overall, um, even though it was pointed, um, it had it made people feel good about working in the industry. So we tried to get that balance right. Well, let's talk about your 2024 program. Some of the kind of key events you'll be running um, you'll be running this year. So, I mean, we'll be back with um, twelve. Um, events in the year, so similar lineup to um, 2023. From a focus point of view, I think the biggest thing for the whole industry will be data and privacy. Um, you know, the the next you're doing that in May. Yeah, but I think as a theme going right through the year, so um, it's the year. You know, cookies will you know finally, you know, starting from January, you know, slowly deprecated across the year. Uh, we and do you think they mean it this time? I do, I do. I think, I think late late twenty twenty three we saw some um, pretty solid announcement. There was some announcement from the UK, the CMA, um, that I think some of those last hurdles are out of the way for Google to go forward with that. Uh, but we'll also, more importantly, locally see the next version of um, privacy legislation. So. Um, for us, that's the biggest piece that will impact everyone across the ecosystem, making sure that they prepare, compliant, um, you know, it's going to be a journey. It's not going to be something that's, you know, turned on the next day. That's interesting, yeah, because it strikes me that obviously um, kind of out of Europe, the the kind of sort of directives around privacy there had such a huge impact. And I, I, I talk to some people in Australia who feels that when the legislation comes in Australia, it would be similar, and people just haven't quite woken up to just how big it's going to be. Is that fair, do you think? Look, I, th- I think it's hard because some of the recommendations, um, and the government's quite rightly trying to make it um, you know, not specific to certain um, signals or something to make it slightly more evergreen, but it also leaves it quite vague. So I think people are probably not panicking because they're not hearing the words, oh, so-and-so signal will go away. Um, Look, we had the government come back with some changes, which were really encouraging in 2023. Some of the unworkable bits uh, were removed from the suggestions, uh, but there's still a lot of work to do in terms of particularly just defining uh, what personal information is. That's still quite vague. Um, I think because it's been in play for three or four years, you know, Anything that's been around for that long, people sort of start relaxing and think it's never going to happen, but it's it's going to be um, depending what the final legislation looks like, uh, but 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 huge for the market. Uh, your first event of the year is the Audio Summit, which you're doing um, in um, both Sydney and Melbourne in late February and, and, and early March. What's on the agenda for that? Oh, I'm so excited about this one. So uh, we will have some of the similar things that we have. So every year we have a State of the Nation report. I think we're up to our eighth um, wave of that. Uh, We've got some brand new research coming out on true crime podcasts. So true crime podcasts have these huge audiences, but a lot of advertisers are slightly reluctant uh, to be in those environments. So we've done some really fantastic 
um, neuro testing on how people engage, uh, both with live reads, uh, with embedded advertising, um, to help people understand how they can access that audience in, in the right way. So as far as I know, you know, we all claim world first, but it, it's the, the first one that I've seen um, around the world really trying to help uh, broadcasters, publishers um, invest in true crime and, and be able to monetize it because if, if they can't monetize it, you know, they'll stop stop being able to make those fantastic um, series. Another one um, coming up sort of relatively early in the year in April, um, powering now are we pronouncing digital out of home as doe or do what's uh have we decided yet no it seems like one that everyone's got their own take so uh but yeah powering digital out of home which is a collaborative one with the ima um so it's focused on the programmatic element of, of out of home which is still um quite small um and trying to make sure that part of the market grows in a way that's suitable for for all sides so um they haven't set the agenda for that one. Lots of um, debate on what should be there. Um, but looking forward, that'll be a half-day event this year. Something else which um, strikes me, and I must admit I'm, I'm slow on the uptake by several years, um, but I suddenly thought as I was thinking about a conversation, whatever became of the IAB awards? Um, how, how do you think about, and, and I know you did the Measure Up Awards, I think, last year. How do you think about awards generally? Is it just that there are too many already? Um, so that that's the reason we part. The IAB awards, I think, went around, and it was prior to my time as CEO. Um, it could be eight years ago. Um, and when every other awards program had a digital or two um, awards built into them. It, it felt like we were better supporting those awards programs. Um, so we've never quite come back. Uh, IAB New Zealand have a fantastic program. Um, when I think about awards, I think about a lot of work. That's what I think about, Tim. So I think I think we've got enough on our agenda and we're really happy to support everyone else running awards. Um, jumping around again, um We've referred to Measure Up a couple of times. Now, I guess where the IAB has the biggest kind of direct horse in the race is the digital ratings, the which are currently the Ipsos Iris ratings. Um, over the years, Nielsen was the kind of recommended provider before. Um, where do the ratings go next? Where do they go from here? Um, so some exciting stuff that will be rolled out 2024. So... Um, a lot more investment in ensuring video um, ratings um, are available across the board. So um, the CTV component of Oztam, of the broadcasters coming into the currency, YouTube CTV data. So trying to get that fourth screen into the currencies uh, and allow you know everyone to be able to see that full video picture um, is the big job for, for 2024. Um, I think since we started ratings way back when, understanding, um, you know, the audiences of context um, was the most important thing. Um, it's still incredibly important, but there's a lot more work on that at effectiveness side. So it's, you know, if you do think back to the IB early on, you know, probably 90% of the, you know, the press clippings around Nielsen and ratings, whereas it's now still really important, but it's not the only type of measurement in field. And when does this current one run until? We've still got another year or so with Ipsos. Um, 
in in market. So we'll, we'll you know we have constant you know we have monthly reviews of all the data, really close measurement community. Um, but getting 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 video out right, getting the currency embedded, you know, in all the agencies with the clients, um, still still a lot of work to do there. Now um, you're obviously a researcher by background, and something if I think about the sort of oh gosh, I guess twenty years or so I've been writing about the media has been there's always talk about how one day there would be a single currency that would measure everything regardless of medium feels to me like we're further from that than ever how do you feel will there one day be a single currency i think advertisers will have their own single currency there's still industry work that's being done you know as i talked about with the video of bringing different currencies closer together um it's still on the radar for the AA. Josh and I talk around how we bring this to market. Um, no one has cracked it overseas still. It's very hard. It's very expensive. It's very political. Uh, but giving advertisers and agencies, I guess, that raw material um, that they can, can build up. We've seen, obviously, a lot of development in the market mix modelling space. So I think people are pulling it together in different ways, whether there's the... Um, I think there's the energy, but whether there's the funds to do a industry-driven, this is the answer to all your questions, um, currency, I think is is getting more and more unlikely. You're right. Your current chair is Matt Rowley, boss of Pedestrian, which is uh, part of Nine. Um, how are you getting along with him? Yeah, he's great. Uh, Matt's Matt's got the perfect job. He's you know he runs his own show with all these young creative people, but got the firepower of Nine. So. Um, that lends as a chair where he can think about small publishers, large publishers, um, and, and the struggles in between makes him, him perfect in that role. You mentioned uh, Chris Phil leaving Unlimited after, I think, nearly six years. Um, you've had more than five very successful years at the IAB as CEO and more years before that. Um, I'm guessing you must be at the point where if you want to do something different, it would probably likely be fairly soon. Are you at that point where you're open to conversations? Look, well, you know, and I'm not going to play the silly game, Tim. I respect you too much to go. I love my job and, and I do love my job. I, I, I think the struggle for me is I'm not sure what I'd do next. So, um, you know, that's definitely not invitation for different areas. I, I'm 53. I'm, I'm, you know, proudly that over 50 element of the industry, which seems to be quite small. So, the um, ability to find a job that has the political challenges, the intellectual challenges, and the ability to do good and things like mentorships is quite rare. So, I, yeah, it's it's more. Uh, I can't imagine what that would be. Um, I, I, I might leave it to sort of. Younger is the wrong word, but, you know, going back publisher side feels hard at the moment. Probably, you know, someone with, you know, more sales gunpowder than me uh, would be the right person. So I'm, I'm very happy where I am, but, you know, um, it's something I'll work through, I guess, with a therapist or my friends on, on what that next step looks like. But it, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad the board at the moment is, seems happy to have me stay around. Well, final question, which we ask all of our guests – what would your critics say about you and what would your supporters say about you? Um, so critics, I'll start with, and some, I guess, is around me and some is around the IAB and that combination. So 
um, probably at times um, sitting on the fence, not having any real teeth, you know, you know, my natural way is collaboration. So I'm not looking for a fight where I don't have to have one. Um, so some people may see that as not coming through as, as strong um, as anything, um, as, as, you know, as, as, as other leaders. For me, that's a different way of um, maneuvering. That sounds evil, but managing to get to a, a place of um, decision making. Um, so I think the critics would say that probably, you know, too research focused, too data focused, you know, but I think I put them wrong. I now putting on a pantomime, I'm now can show that I am a showman, uh, as well as a data geek, um, supporters, I am hoping what they would say is that credible word. So, you know, unlikely to come out with, with false comments, um, and hopefully caring, um, you know, I really do care about media. Um, the industry, the people in it. Um, so, you know, there is a, there's a lot of heart that goes into to the role here. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Tim. Today's podcast was produced with the help of Abe's Audio. More soon. Unmade. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.